Hello everyone, this is Donovan LaCroxy. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Hip Hop, Let's Talk R&B, Let's Talk What's Going On in the Community. And debuting on this podcast, I've got rapper, well, gospel rapper and preacher, he's a pastor too, Mr. Joshua Hoeto. How you doing? I am doing amazing, brother. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing good. God bless you. I hope, I hope, Pastor, I got the name right. You got it right, man. You were spot on, man. A plus. <laughs> All right. So listen, <laughs> listeners, if you don't know, Joshua is a gospel rapper, but he's also a preacher. So today we're going to talk hot topics from a pastor's point of view. So this is all pastor. So I know there are people that, well, what about the hip hop? I mean, you can look down at all, what, 42 of my archives and you can pick hip hop. If you really don't like, you know, church and if you don't like pastors, well, then this might not be the right type of information for you to listen to. But it's always good listeners to get another perspective. Am I correct, Joshua? You are absolutely correct, brother. All right, so why don't we get to know you? You are a pastor, but why don't you tell us how you got into music, and then you can tell us how you became a pastor. Yeah, um, man, honestly, thanks for having me. It's so good to reconnect with you. Thank you. And um, I, I, my journey into music and my journey into ministry and, you know, just doing God's work are very um, synchronized, like there's a lot of there's a lot of correlation between them, um, you know. Because I mean, first and foremost, I'll say something like that is so powerful and potent. But I believe for each and every single one of us that God has a calling for us, He has a purpose for us, and He has a destiny for us. Amen. And um, you know, when I was younger, I was super philosophical, and I used to always wonder, like, why am I on Earth? Like, I would see, um, like, you know, say a bottle of sanitizer, you know, just just because of COVID going on, I'll use a bottle of sanitizer for an example, and I would, um, you know, understand that this sanitizer was created for the purpose of distributing um, 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 a, a liquid so that I can sanitize my hands. So that thing, even though it was an animate object, it had a purpose. But I would ask, what is my purpose? What is my reason for existence? Right. You know, so I didn't know that. Um, you know, so that really used to bother me. And, um, you know, I just had like, um, you know, uh, uh, I had an experience. I, I kind of hit rock bottom. And it was there that I found God. You know, in my darkest moment, I found the light of Christ. And um, I got to know Him. And I discovered that once you get to know the Creator, the one who created you, you get to know who you truly are. You find yourself through God. I believe that self-discovery and self-actualization comes through God-discovery. And once I found Him, I found my purpose. And, um, you know, my music kind of, like, just reflects that. You know, I, I try to um, bring life through my music, you know, so... I started rapping um, way before I found God, but I also found rap in a dark situation. Um, I think we talked about it before. I went to prison when I was 16. Um, a cellmate taught me how to rap, and, you know, and, um, you know, it was history from there. So I learned how to rap in a very dark place, 
but it's interesting now that I use my rap to bring a light into other people's lives. So back to what I was saying, your ministry is where your wound is. I was so wounded that I ended up in jail, but I learned how to rap, and now my rap brings healing to others. I was so wounded because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know my purpose, but now I've discovered my purpose, and I and that is to help people discover their purpose, to discover Christ, you know? So there's kind of a correlation um, with the rap and with the music and the ministry, and, and man, God has been good, bro. Yeah, and just listeners, to let people know, Joshua and I are friends. He came by at the radio station that I work at for an interview, but it is his first time on this podcast. So, you know, we got to make him feel comfortable. How long have you been preaching? How long have you been pastoring at your church? Um, so, yeah, at my church, um, you know, I am, I'm actually the, I'm the, I'm the director of our international service. Sure. So uh, we have our senior pastor here, and um, I, I also am a youth director, a youth leader here. Yes. So um, I've been doing this for about three here, three years here. Okay. Um, you know, I've been preaching the word. I've been leading these services. You know, we've had our morning services. We have two services, and I oversee, and I'm in charge of our first service, and I get the honor to serve under our, my senior pastor. So I've been doing that for three years, man, and it's been such a growing experience. Mm-hmm. But I've been preaching even longer than that. You know, I've I've been in this, um, you know, God thing, like this Christ walk for about 10 years, almost 10 years. August is 10 years, man. So I almost started preaching off the jump. Mm-hmm. So it's been a minute, brother. Mm-hmm. What do you want to say to people quickly before we start our hot topics from a pastor's perspective? What do you want to tell people that maybe they don't know Christ or they do know Christ? What do you want to tell them from your experience? Um, for the people who do not know Christ, I want to let you know that God loves you so much. And um, there is so much inside of you that you have not even discovered yet. Like, you have probably only untapped 1% of your true potential. And I want you to understand that God doesn't hate you. He's not angry with you, but God is madly in love with you. And um, God wants you to draw close to Him. Once you allow Him to um, come close to you, you will uncover everything that you are meant to be, but you can't discover your purpose outside of Him. And for those who know Him, just continue to, you know, keep the faith, keep walking in Him, and don't let anything take you away from that. So that's just what I want to share with those two groups of people. Okay, it's so good. Thank you for that message. Now, again, listeners, we're going to get a pastor's perspective. We're going to start with our hot topics, but this time it's all pastors. So a lot of people who go to church will like this segment. And for those that don't like church, as again, I told you, scroll through the archives. If you want to hear about Roddy Rich, the baby, all those things, you can go scroll that. We talk about those things, but we also too on this show and i stressed it we do talk to gospel artists and we are gonna have pastors on the show too so i hope listeners you know we gotta open up our minds here we can joke around we can laugh around but at the end of the day we need to get serious sometimes am i correct joshua absolutely sir right okay so let's start with our hot topics this is still being talked about and i mean 
I talked about it last week. Listeners that listened to the show, there was a pastor. I believe I talked, this is the third and final time I will talk about this, but we're going to get the pastor's perspective and who's in the ministry. There was a pastor at a Baptist church in Mississauga who was fired recently for coming out on a Zoom meeting June 14th of 2020 and telling the congregation that she was transgender. Now, uh, the church did respond back, and even I said on the first show when I had Miss Sarah G from Gospel Hot Topics, we did everything from a gospel perspective, I was surprised that the church didn't take action immediately and talk to her about it and, you know, and address it. But, well, they must have been listening to the show because apparently three weeks later they decide they discernfully prayed and they decided to fire the pastor. Now, I wanted to know, do you agree with the decision or you disagree with this decision? As again, I said, listeners, on the second show from interviewing someone from a listener's perspective, I don't agree with the word firing. Maybe they should have. I just don't agree with the way the church handled it. What are your thoughts about that? Um, yeah, that is a very, you know, tricky situation. And, um, you know, it's, it's delicate. And there's honestly so many variables to that, you know, because the first variable is, for example, um, you know, I'll say there's two variables here. Sure. Number one, you know, she could be a transgender person mm -hmm. who is, you know, still currently living a lifestyle that contradicts um, the principles laid out in the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, like she may be transgendered and may still be living um, a lifestyle that's contradicting contradictory to the Bible, like maybe engaging in a homosexual lifestyle or something like that, you know. But the other variable is that this person is transgender and maybe they went through this surgery like a long time ago right. and um but they are still but they've like given their life to God um and they are you know they're not living a contradictory lifestyle to the Bible. You know, it's just that it's a decision they made when they were younger. Yeah. Maybe they don't agree with that value or principle anymore, mm -hmm. but now it's too late. So I don't know which one it is, to be honest. Yes. I think that makes a lot of a difference. But if it's the first variable, then, you know, um, my opinion, my thoughts on this is I, you know, I don't want to bring any opinion other than what's presented in the Word of God, right? Sure. Because, yes, um, you know, for, when it comes to the Bible, like, um, being a pastor is something so... Um, it comes with so much weight, you know, because um, doctors, you know, they, 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 they take care of your physical symptoms. You know, sometimes they operate on you, and that's important. Lawyers fight legal battles for you. But the definition of a pastor is they oversee your soul. Right. Like, that is like, like the psychiatrist will be like, okay, how is your, your mind? You know, what medication are you taking? Right. You know, the, 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 the coach will say, how is your training regimen? Mm -hmm. But the pastor is, is saying, how is your soul? Right. Are you going to make it into heaven or hell? Right. Like, are you going to stand before the gates of heaven and God is going to say, well done? Or is he going to reject? Like, that's a big burden to bear. And as a result, you have a responsibility to also live your life at a certain standard. 
right? And I think that if the person is living a life contrary to the Bible, and this goes beyond being transgendered, the person could be straight, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he could be having sex with other girls in the congregation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. You're like, it's not even about just the fact that it's transgendered or you're homosexual. Mm-hmm. If your lifestyle contradicts the word of God, you know, then you have no right. Like, you're not in a position to lead other people because the Bible says the blind cannot lead the blind. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure even from a, a from a natural point of view, let's put religion aside, yeah. that anyone could understand that, that how are you going to direct me to Bathurst Street if you've never been there? Right. You're a tourist. You just traveled here from France. You've never been to Toronto before. And you're going to give me a tour of Young Street? We're both going to end up lost. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with the person having to be removed from that position for the sake of the people that are following them mm-hmm. and also for the sake of the person who's also in that position of a pastor, mm-hmm. because leadership is influence. Right. And if you influence people wrong, you can destroy their lives. So if the first variable is what it was, the person was living a contradictory lifestyle, still engaging in, in, in acts that are not of God, then I agree with them having to take some time to discover who they are, right. discover right. if they really believe in God, because, you know, everyone, like whether you're a Christian or not, everyone values authenticity. Right. If you're being fake, don't try to be about that life. So it's better for them to come out of that position and find who they really are in God. Yeah. So the second variable is if they are not living that lifestyle, but they made that decision in the past, then that's a little bit more tricky. I think it, it, it requires, again, prayer. It requires counsel. It requires even asking the question, why is this why is this just being made public now? Right. You know, so, you know, that, that second variable is a little bit tricky. But then I would say that even if they didn't get fired, they might need some time maybe to step away from the ministry to, to ask those questions. Like, why was this kept secret? Um, you know, why did you feel like you had to let this out right now and understand where they're coming from and also understanding the people that are being led because, um, it's all about the principles, and if you don't believe the principles of the Bible, then why are you leading people who do, mm-hmm. right? So that, that's, that's my thoughts on it. It's, it's a tricky thing, but if you're going to be about it, you have to be about it. Mm-hmm. And whether you're transgender, homosexual, straight, but being an adulterer, if your life doesn't line up with it, not to say we're, we don't make mistakes. That's not what I'm saying. We all fall short, all of us, even as believers. But if you have decided to make that a lifestyle mm-hmm. and not change, then you shouldn't be in a leadership position. Now, listeners, we do, what do you call it? We're going to agree to disagree sometimes. And if there's any listeners that disagree with this, as again, as I said, in my opinion, well, from what I see here, and I'll explain a little bit more, I think it was on their heart to just, they didn't want to lie no more and just say that. I think they were so overwhelmed with guilt, could be that they had to let the congregation know that, uh, you know, Bruce is now a trans, I don't know the person's name again, I forget, but they had come out as a transgendered woman now. I think that was pressing on her heart 
but I understand what Joshua is saying. And I think I've said this before, and this is the final time I'll talk about this, listeners. Anybody who's LGBTQ, I'm going to throw a religion aside for one minute. I told you, go to a place where you are embraced and you are because if you're going to be leading a church and want to lead Christian, a Christian lifestyle, but then want to be a transgender or a homosexual, or again, it doesn't have to be any of that. If you're going to live anything contrary to the Bible, then go to a place that's going to embrace who you are. Those are my thoughts. What do you think about Absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah, thanks for sharing that, man. And and what I'll just add to that, man, is like, you know, the the whole premise of Christianity is come as you are. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, Christianity is not um something to come and, you know, just tear you down, but it's actually a place of acceptance. Like Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. You know, um, even in the Bible, it was the religious people that were, um, you know, judging Jesus. And and Jesus was actually hanging out with the prostitutes in his times, what we would consider the drug dealers. He was hanging around with the fraud, you know, the fraud, the fraudulent people. And the religious people were like, why are you chilling with them? And Jesus said, I did not come for the healthy. I have come for the people who are sick. The people who are sick or the people who, who we know that they, 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 they're not perfect. I have come for them because, you know, they need a physician, right? So Jesus is saying that I accept everyone, um, whether your orientation, your race, your, you know, your gender, your disposition, and, 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 and everyone is welcome to the house of God, to the faith. Um, so that's just something I want to put out there. God never shunned everyone, anyone or cast anyone away. And anyone who would say that um, is unbiblical. However, though, when it comes to a place of, of leadership, when you're now leading people, that's a different story. Like when, when you're a pastor and now you are, you are now trying to bring healing to these people, you have to make sure that you are living that lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? So the embrace is always there, but now coming into a place of leadership, because again, on the flip side, you know, we we get outraged when we find out our president or our prime minister, or our politicians are not who they say they are. There's a certain standard that they have to have mm-hmm. that's different than a regular citizen of the country. Right. So, you know, that's just my little add on to that. Yeah. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, Joshua. Pretend like, let's say it's a liberal. I'm, let's say, Keith. I'm a liberal person. But and if I ask you, Pastor, but that's who they are, though. Why can't they? Why? Why? They can still preach. They're not hurting anyone. What do you say to that? Um. So. My view on that is, again, anyone is free to do what they want to do. You know, no one can stop you from doing what you want to do. But at the same time, if you're going to be doing it within the context of of Christianity and leading other people, um, Christianity is governed by a set of rules and laws. Like, it is governed by the kingdom of heaven. Just like um, Canada is governed by some rules and some laws that certain things are 
are acceptable or unacceptable certain things like there's some speed limits you can't go over there's some certain things that are just you know um um like you know there's just certain things that you can do um and certain things that you cannot do it's the same thing with christianity and and it comes down to the bible right like when we we, we have to be careful are are we weighing our opinion is our is our opinion becoming more weightier than what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say this really quickly. A lot of people say the Bible is outdated. Why do we listen to the Bible? You know, that's disrespectful because trends are so outdated. Trends are so weak because, yeah, maybe what you believe may be popular right now, but what you believe has not stood the test of time. The Bible has stood the test of time thousands of years, and what it has said is still relevant and applicable to today. In fact, everything that we are seeing today about the coronavirus, about these wars, it's all in the Bible. Read the book of Matthew. Read Revelation. There will be pestilences. Nations will turn against nations. Everything is said in the Bible. None of your trends can be so um, relevant and applicable. So just because your thing is trendy doesn't mean it's truthful. Oh, my God, that's a bar. I'm sorry, the preacher is coming out right now, but I'm going to say that again. Just because it's trendy does not mean it's truthful. And just because you don't resonate with it doesn't mean it's not truthful. Just because you don't like it, just because you don't like the fact that a transgender person shouldn't be leading other Christians doesn't mean that it's not truth. Mm-hmm. So truth is not subjective. No, no. The, the, the truth of the matter is, if you go outside mm-hmm. and, and go, in, go outside and you walk on the highway, mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is you will get hit by a car whether you like it or not. There's no subjectiveness in there. There's no feelings in it. Or oh, I feel like I can walk on the highway and not die. It's not about, it's objective. Mm-hmm. You will get hit. So that's what it, that's my answer. The Bible is not about your feelings. It is about the truth. But the Bible says the truth will set you free. And sometimes people like the taste of lies, mm-hmm. but they hate the taste of truth. Oh, hallelujah. But it's like medicine. It may not taste good, but it will set you free. Amen. 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 And listeners, if you don't know, yes, I did grow up in a church background, and I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, Holy Ghost. (laughs) Come on now. I feel the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Well, we could joke. We could joke. Okay. And listeners, again, this is not, and we're not, I'm not bashing, and we're not bashing saying there's lots of other sins. Even if a person was stealing, let's say they were stealing thousands of church dollars. I'm not even church dollars but thousands of dollars from the congregation i would still say they should be fired in this context context with the firing i'm gonna say i disagree with how they fired her because i think they should have spoken with her found out what was going on but they just threw their hands in the air and said you know what you're fired what do you call you come out like this like 
They didn't really investigate to me what was going on. And listeners say, well, aren't you on the pastor's side, Donovan? I'm not. I see things both sides. I see what Joshua's saying. You can't be a pastor and want to steal money from people. You can't be a pastor and be, you know, doing inappropriate things. There's a standard. And I agree with Joshua. There is a standard when you go when you're in ministry. In this case, I'm going to, what do you call it? I agree that she was being honest with the congregation because, I don't know. Well, for me, and I'll put myself in that example. Let's say if that was me. Well, number one, I wouldn't even be doing such a thing because, and this is just to say, not to boast myself up there, Christian listeners, because I couldn't lead. If I know I have a struggle with homosexuality, transgender, whatever, I couldn't lead a congregation or I would have to go to a place where I can be embraced. But again, people that want to be the homosexual, transgender and be a Christian or then find a place again that will embrace you because it's to me. You hear my voice, listeners. It's like fighting a lose-lose battle. You're going to be fighting a battle with the church versus and the, by the way Joshua just to give you an update I think 52% agreed she should step down but there were a lot of people Joshua shockingly that actually agreed that she should stay wow that's a that's an interesting was that um just a general poll or was that within the church that was within the church they voted they voted and this church is a baptist church in mississauga listeners in canada and around the states i'm not going to say the name of the church but i could if i want to and if they want to give a statement they can because i do i do take statements and i'll give my email in case anyone's listening they can write a statement but yeah, there was a lot of people that agreed for her to step down, but there were a lot, like the votes were close. There were a lot of people as well that thought she should have stayed. But I guess it went back to what you said. If she just came out as transgender and nothing was, you know, like you said, it's kind of a catch. Like if I just come out as transgender, but I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not in a relationship but it's just, I'm coming out as transgender. Could that be tricky, like you were saying, Joshua? Absolutely, man. And, and, and context is everything, right? Like, it's so tricky. Like, we don't know if she's still engaging um, in, in, in lifestyle that is not, you know, um, you know, um, um, you know, that flows with what the Word of God says. And we don't know if, you know, it's something that she's done in her past. Like, like for example, like, we don't even know the process of how they went about it, mm-hmm. like, you know, so we, we don't, like, I, there's so much we don't know, and sometimes it's hard without context, you know, right. but I, I'm really passionate about this, man, and like I said, it goes beyond, um, you know, uh, it goes beyond homosexuality, uh, you know, um, and transgenderism, because it's just in general, because uh, there is a lot of people, brother, that have been hurt by the church. Yes. There's a lot of people that say, and, and I always say this, man, God is perfect, but his people are not. Amen. You know, and I think that will set a lot of people free. Yeah, man. That, you know, sometimes we get disappointed in God's representatives, 
but we forget that they are human beings. Like, you know, there may be a, 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 a personal trainer that might give you wrong fitness advice, but mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you're going to stop working out, right? right? So there's a lot of people that have been hurt by the church, and then as a result, they cut themselves off from God, and I think that they're hurting themselves. So I'm really passionate about this. Like, people have been hurt by pastors who have slept with their wives and, you know, crazy stuff, bro, like crazy stuff. Or pastors who have stolen money from them or lied to them. This doesn't mean that God is not good. It just means that people are flawed or people were pretending to be who they were not. So, bro, whether it's I'm a transgender and I pretended I wasn't or whether you're an adulterer or whether you're stealing money, I'm passionate about the fact that you really got to be about this because these are people's lives, man. People are like trusting you to be their spiritual leader. Like a spiritual leader will, will make the difference of whether you take your life or not. Like that's life or death right there. I don't play around with that, right? So maybe in their investigation, they discovered things that were a little bit questionable. That's why I said we need some context. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm really just passionate about understanding, like, if you're going to live this life and, and lead, mm -hmm. not that you're going to be perfect, but you have to make sure that you're, you yourself are not in bondage. Right, right. You cannot set prisoners free if you don't have the key yourself. Right. You cannot set the prisoners free if you're still in the cell with them. Right. Right? And maybe this, like, everything's about perspective. Maybe her or this person getting fired was not a bad thing. You know, sometimes we look at rejection as a bad thing. Sometimes rejection is just redirection. Amen. Sometimes rejection is protection. Maybe this person was even beginning to have mental health issues. Bro, do you understand why the Bible talks about not being lukewarm or not having one foot in the world and one foot in the church? Bro, that even begins to affect your mental health, bro. Yeah, yeah. Because you are literally, like, what's that thing, um, um, you know, Oliver Twist? Yeah. You're literally two people in one. Mm -hmm. On Saturday, you're one person. On Sunday, you're another person. Mentally, that will deteriorate your mental, mm -hmm. right? So maybe this was causing depression and anxiety, and mm -hmm. every day I have to pretend to be someone I'm not. Yeah. And now you are free mm -hmm. to go discover your truth, to go and really understand who you are in God. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So, so this, like, maybe this firing was not a bad thing for that person, mm -hmm. you know? And if they were living a lifestyle that wasn't right with, with God, they can change, and then the people can also get a leader that will lead them, you know, to a place of, of freedom. Because, mm -hmm. again, you can't take someone to, the, to a place of freedom when you are still in a cell. Mm -hmm, mm hmm. So quickly in wrapping up, would you say you agree with the how the members fired her or would you disagree? Um, what? OK, so I, I, I can't really answer that because I don't I don't know. Like, I don't know if they have more. If they have more information on that, but I don't exactly know how they went about it. 
Yeah. Because didn't you say they, they waited a bit of time? Well, they waited they a bit it? of time. June 14th, she had came out. And then I believe just last week, it was announced on, yes, listeners, this is was in CBC and CTV. It was on the news that they had made the decision to fire her after prayerfully right. discerning. They The church did responding after prayerfully discerning. We have decided to let her go. What, right, so that's a long time, June 4th, um, 14th to up until almost end of July. So that means they didn't, like, hastily just get up and say you're fired. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that means they thought, it, like, and that's why I said context is important. Like, truth that, I don't know if I could even answer that because mm-hmm. we don't know what happened in between that time. Mm-hmm. You know, probably they've had, they had multiple sit-downs with her. Mm-hmm. You know, they probably had, you know, like, tell, like, Maybe they're like, you'll tell us what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe she, she had a breakdown. Maybe they, she had a, like, a rehab, rehabilitation session. Maybe other of the congregants got involved. Like, I really don't know um, well, what happened add, in between that time. To add to that, okay, to add to that, there were some members, again, that did support her. And the church hasn't met because they have been doing Zoom. Because during the pandemic, still, a lot of people are not going to church. And even though the churches are open, there's a limited of people that they can have in churches, right? right? So what do you call it? I mean, you're right. It is kind of hard to be agree or disagree. Maybe I might even change my... Because if they pray fully for a month, I mean, they needed to make sure. But that they means did... they, they really took their time, yeah. you know? Yeah, but they were being diplomatic. I can agree with the church in a way because they were, they didn't say anything rude. They didn't say you're fired because you're such and such. They didn't say that. They just said prayerfully, we took a month to what do you call it discern and we decided to let her go but the good news is she found a place where she can be but she wanted but you see joshua she wanted to remain in the baptist church to teach but she did find another baptist church to preach but it's kind of hard listeners i might have to change this agree or disagree segments when the when it gets controversial because There's two sides to every story, right? I'm not saying, and listeners, we're not saying because they're Christian, we agree with everything they're doing. Because I still don't think they should have gave up so quick. They should have said, we'll remove the position and maybe, you know, get you counseling, talk with you more. But then again, like Joshua said, what if she refused all that and said, well, this is who I am. And if you don't like it, tough. Again, I'm going to repeat myself and I might sound like, I'm uh, what do you call it? I go on and on and on. I tell people, if you re- if you want, let's say, go to a place that will embrace who you are and that you go to a place. So see, for me, if I decide I want to be a Christian, I can't go to Satanists to expect me to under, like, you know, to understand. Because I know a Satanist is not going to understand me wanting to become a Christian. My point is go to a community that's going to love you, that's going to accept you. So, And that's the same with LGBTQ. And and I'm not just calling out you guys. I'm just saying go to a place where you say, okay, you know what? Why don't you preach at our church? You're more needed here. And that's a great step. I'm saying on the flip side to her, that's a great step. You acknowledged it. We, We need someone like you. So that's just to wrap it up on there. 
Again, Joshua, and I, I, you know, I'm going to change my perspective. I'm going to say I agree with the church. I'm going to say I agree. Now I'm Joshua opened up my eyes and not because listeners, he's a pastor. It's just because he pointed out something that what if they were trying to, you know, what if they were trying to tell her, like, you know, talk to her. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. But I will say agree because they took a month and then when CTV and CBC reported it, then they had clapped back with their response. So I'm going to say agree. Are you going to say agree again or do you still don't want to give a definitive answer? Um, so when it comes to the decision, yeah, I do agree. Mm-hmm. I just said, I just thought you were talking about the process. Like I couldn't answer on that because I, again, I didn't know it. Because I know with a lot of churches, even if, again, even if someone is straight, mm-hmm. but they, they, they end up having an affair. Mm-hmm. Like, I know a lot of churches will take the pastor out of leadership, mm-hmm. and they will offer them counseling and whatever. And maybe after, like, a year or two, they will restore them back to their position. Mm-hmm. So that could have happened, right? So I don't know about the process, but again, like I said earlier, I definitely do agree mm-hmm. that that person shouldn't have maintained um, you know, their leadership position. Yeah, yeah. And listeners, if you disagree with me, if you disagree with Joshua, you can feel free to type in the, what do you call it? I'm open to, you know, hearing people's perspective. We're not going to agree with everything. And I didn't promise you the show was going to be a bunch of roses and we're all going to hold hands and agree and kiss 24-7. That's not this type of show. I'm not a man pleaser. I like to see things from all sides of the of the fence here. So we're going to move on. And again, listeners, I've given my three times I've talked about this. So no more. We got the pastor's point of view. Now, pastor, I, what do you call it? I wanted to get your opinion on Black Lives Matter, okay? What is your, what should the Christian stance be, Joshua, in Black Lives Matter right now? Because there's a lot of, you know, you and I could talk hours about this. There's a lot of stance. Some people are for Black Lives Matter. Some Christians are not for Black Lives Matter because of what the movement stands for. And we can go through really religious theology of that. You and I can go off air about that. But what should be the Christian stance on Black Lives Matter? Right, man. And honestly, that is such a big issue today. And um, I would say that if anyone um, that is a believer that would dare say that God is not, like, God does not care about what is going on with black people, you know, I would have to ask them to really, you know, question, um, you know, their faith, because God is concerned. You know, um, there's a scripture in the Bible in Matthew. And God says that, you know, I, I, I even provide for the sparrows, like the, these little birds. And he says, how much more will I provide for you? Like, I know every hair on your head. Like, the things that we think are ign- insignificant, like, God actually cares about it. Like, like, he cares about how you feel when you wake up in the morning. Like, he cares about everything. So God is concerned, and he is grieved about, you know, the injustice that black people are facing. 
Um, you know, and I, I, this is what I say to people. What, it, what we are seeing is nothing new. Right. In the book, in, in the, like I, like I said earlier, the Bible is, is like the only book that is still relevant and applicable today. You can't plan something like that. It is prophetic. It is the spirit of the living God. Because in the book of Exodus, we see something so similar to what is going on. We see oppression to a, to a specific people. These are the children of Israel. And um, they are being oppressed by another race. And it gets to the point that they begin murdering those baby boys. Mm -hmm. And they do this out of fear. Mm -hmm. And God himself says, I am going to act on behalf of my people, and I will set my people free. Mm -hmm. You see, because of the destiny that the people of Israel had, it invoked a sense of fear in those who were oppressing them. So when I see what's going on today, uh, like men being murdered, the oppression of a certain race, it, there's so much correlation that I see here. But one thing that I will say is this, that this is a race issue. Right. This is a hate issue. Right. But more than anything else, this is a spiritual issue. Mm. If we forget about that, we all lose. White, black, Hispanic, whatever. Mm -hmm. The devil wants us to get so caught up about race, about hate, that he disunifies us to the point that we are not able to see God anymore. Mm -hmm. Bro, I will give you an example. Sure. When a lot of this Black Lives Matter, like, when a lot of um, this thing started really popping off this year, bro, I was at work, and, um, you know, in the midst of this COVID thing, I was in essential service, and, and, and a woman got frustrated with me um, because I, I, I had let another woman in earlier who was um, Caucasian. She didn't know that before I let that woman in, I had to make her wait for a bit. Hmm. But she didn't see that. So when she came in and I told her she had to wait for a little bit, she got angry at me and she said, it's because I'm black, isn't it? <laughs> now, brother, you have met me before. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that I am black. Yes. Now, I am not just black. I am from Africa. Yes. I am from Nigeria. <laughs> I am the Black Panther. <laughs> I am black. I eat I am a black man. <laughs> so why would so you want to discriminate on your own race, eh? <laughs> but then, bro, I began to sense the plan of Satan, the plan of the enemy, and I began to, to feel sorry for her because once your mind gets into this place, when you get so fixated on a certain issue, then, then you are no longer able to distinguish reality anymore. And now she started carrying something in her mind that everything that happens to me is because I am black. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that has become so ingrained in your mind right. that now you begin to even say that to other black people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mentally. That is causing instability. So like I said, bro, this is a race issue. It's a hate issue. But if we don't forget it's a spiritual issue, bro, 
we're, we're, we're all fried. Mm-hmm. Because there are white, like, don't let the devil make you forget that there are white people that love black people, man. Mm-hmm. There are white people that ride for us, man. Mm-hmm. Don't let the, the devil make you forget, bro. Like, there are police officers that are doing good things. But at the same time, we cannot forget the injustice of people who are doing bad things. But if we get so ingrained and consumed by the issue of race, and but we need to fight injustice, but we need to fight it God's way. This is a spiritual issue. This is a sin issue, starting from Adam and Eve. And when we allow God to fight for us, Amen. Bro, we can do so much more. Amen. Amen. You know what I'm saying? So that's my view Woo. on that. Woo, I feel the power of your words. And this is, and listeners, yes, he's not a real, po- like he's a pastor, yes, but he's not the head pastor, but I call him pastor because this is, the topic is a pastor's perspective on the hot topics today. So it's all the pastors. They are allowed to, you know, express how they feel because, you know, as again, we want to hear from our pastors because they're the ones bearing us up in prayer. They're the ones praying for the congregation. Pastors do a lot, listeners, and we do need to give our pastors some respect, too. So I thank again, Joshua. Now, quickly, I wanted to ask you, do you agree or disagree? Do you think the police should be defunded? Mm-hmm. I think, because when it comes to the police being defunded, I I really think that there needs to be a change. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is a real issue. Like I said earlier, there needs to be a change. And um, it really depends on what defunding the police will accomplish. Right. Will defunding the police accomplish everything that like will it actually bring change or will it make things worse right right like if defunding the police is going to make them even less ill ill equipped and less and less prepared hmm. you know like and then they're going to be more hateful and killing more people then what's the point or should we rather put together a system or a program that says no there are going to be consequences um for police officers who do such things you know, that police officers, bro, this is not just an issue with race, even with the mental health aspect. Um, a lot of police officers are not trained properly how to deal with people with mental health cases, and they're killing mental health patients, right? So, like, you know, putting them through training, you know, having funding can actually um, benefit us if it's used properly. I think it, it's partial because if we defund in the right places, for example, if a cop murders somebody or for a cop beat somebody and then he's suspended for for two years bro i've heard stories that cops will be suspended but they're still on pay hmm. Hmm. heck no hmm. heck no that's why i believe it should be defunded absolutely mm-hmm. um um i don't think they should be funded on this you know you know what i'm saying in those kind of situations but i think there should be funding to invest into the punishment of officers that are doing things that are illegal. I think there should be funding to invest into training. Like, how are so many of these officers falling into this cycle? I believe a part of it is spiritual, like I said, but you know, I think it's kind of like half and half. 
Mm-hmm. If we the fund in the right places, mm-hmm. th- then yes, there can be a change. If we also fund in the right places, there can be a change. But if there's a, a complete overhaul, you know what I'm saying, under the funding, it might do more harm than good. So, you know, so. So, Pastor, what about abolishing the police? Do you think we should abolish them completely? Because that's where some people would argue with Black Lives Matter and say that you guys basically want a Marxist culture to abolish the police and no accountability and just abolish the whole system. And again, listeners, my thoughts on that, I don't think the police should be defunded and I don't think they should be abolished. I think uh, in certain areas, yes, as Joshua, I'm going to agree with him, but if they can approve to me where this money is going to and etc., then I'd be a for a defunding, but I'm scared too because I do believe we do need our police officers. Absolutely, man. I think uh, abolishing is um, foolish. It's kind of extreme. Um, You know, like, you always have to have a solution. For somebody or an organization to bring such a suggestion, what is your solution then? Who would now protect the community? Who would keep the police? Like I said, not all police are bad. There are police that are doing good things. If you abolish the police, you know, who are, who, what, what plan or system do you have in mind? And, and, and I do not stand with an organization, you know. I stand with, again, what the Word of God says on the issue, you know. And, um, you know, black lives do matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that um, the organization and maybe everything it says that I agree with it. You know, um, but black lives do matter. But when it comes to abolishing it, I, I think that is way too extreme. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's very, I think that's a very emotional response and not well thought out of. But at the same time, I empathize. Right, right. I empathize. Like Martin Luther King said that riots are the language of the unheard. Mm-hmm. You know, like people were saying, like, 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 shame on the people that were quiet during the murders, but that but wanted to, to, to write a thesis when riot had started. Right. Is rioting good? Absolutely not. No. No. But, 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 but now you're saying shame on these rioters, but you had nothing to say when people were being murdered. It's not that rioting is good, but where is your empathy? Just because I don't understand what you feel doesn't mean that what you feel is not valid. Mm -hmm. I think if we understood this in relationships, man, in in, in marriages, in in organizations, we would be a lot further, man. Like, so I, I believe that statement is coming from people who are hurt, people who are very emotionally um, um, injured and need healing. So I understand this emotional response, but I do not agree with it. So I empathize with the pain you are feeling, but the actions that you are producing from your your, your emotions and your pain doesn't mean that they are correct. Right. And you need to be held accountable as well. Like, we, we need to heal together as a community, as a nation, and stop allowing 
our our emotions to be the justification for doing things that are wrong. Two wrongs don't make a right, you know. So, mm-hmm. in case anybody who's a Black Panther or a Black activist listening to this. The preacher said some correct points that you might want to reassess. And again, Black Lives Matter all over the world. If you want to write in or write a statement, I can read that. Or if you disagree with Joshua, you he'll throw out his platforms and you can say, what do you call it? What you don't agree with. Right, Joshua? Absolutely. Okay. So quickly, we're going to move on for, okay. So 40 pastors in Atlanta were infected with the coronavirus. I think they knew they weren't supposed to have, well, it's not that they, they already knew what they were up against, right, in Alabama. My question is quickly, do you think people should be having church at this time with lots of people and getting together, hearing the word is good, yes. But at a time when the COVID-19 still, yes, it's decreasing in Canada, but we're seeing surges in the States and other parts of Canada are seeing resurgence. What do you think, mm-hmm. Pastor? Um, yeah, man, like honestly, different places have, like I think, I believe we just entered into phase three. Yes, we You did. know, and um, you know, like there are certain guidelines and certain rules to doing things. And and honestly, my simple answer is, man, just being safe and being wise. You know, um, the the Bible has a whole book that talks about wisdom, the Book of Proverbs. Man, wisdom is the principal thing. Apply wisdom, godly wisdom. Um, you know, there's no need to rush anything. You know, um, for example, um, God has been doing a lot of amazing things, even through the digital um, platforms, uh, Facebook, Zoom, everything. Like, people are still getting the word. People are still being fed, um, you know. So, like, I I think it comes with being wise and and not having to rush. It just depends on the pastor, right? Like, like, and, and there's two different factions in the church right now. Some pastors are like, yo, we are going to church, like, you know, like all of us are coming in the building, you know? And then there's another faction that's kind of like, well, let's take our time, you know? And I don't think either one is wrong as long as they are getting wisdom from the Bible and also they have discernment and their conviction from God through prayer. Because what I believe that separates Christianity from um, other beliefs is that I believe that God is a living God. Like, He speaks. I believe He directs us and He guides us. And if you pray to him, man, he will answer you. Like, he will speak to you. And that's another important role of a spiritual leader, that they need to hear God on behalf of the people. Mm-hmm. So one pastor may be hearing from God, like, hey, yo, you know, we're going to be okay. As long as, like, we do this in a safe way, we're going to be all right. And if another pastor is hearing, like, let's just wait, like, it's different for every person. But my, my, my now um, um, caution would be for people who are doing things because they want to and they're not really being led by God. You, you have to let God lead you because, um, you know, COVID-19, I also believe, um, just like the, this Black Lives Matter issue, is a spiritual issue at the root. Man, the whole 2020... I believe 2020 has been a whole shaking that has been so rough, but at the same time, it's been a blessing in disguise because it has revealed what is important and what is not important. 
you cannot put your trust in your career anymore, nope. in your position anymore, nope. in your health anymore. Nope. Like it has shown us that nothing really matters except for God. Amen. Amen. Like if this has not shown you that you need to take your faith seriously, then I don't know what will. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, so I, I really believe it all comes back to being led by God and allowing him to inform your decision. I'm not going to say Pastor A is wrong for wanting to go in earlier and Pastor B is wrong for wanting to go in later. But as long as they are being informed by the Spirit of God, um, you know, your, 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 your life needs to be led by the Spirit of God. You know, as long as you're being informed by Him, you know, that's what matters. And people will complain, people will judge you as wrong, but it all comes down to are you letting God inform your decisions. I believe the key to success mm-hmm. is allowing God to lead your life. Mm-hmm. Now, by the way, listeners, again, that pastor and his whole congregation were affected with COVID-19. That was in Alabama as well. I don't have time, what do you call it, because we got to wrap up. But I will talk about next time the pastor that was, on the flip side, sent to jail for having 6,000 congregants way before the virus, I believe, when they were calling for emergency orders to people to stay home. 6,000 people still gathered in a church, and that pastor will be going to jail because he was telling everyone on Facebook, oh, don't social distance and etc. But you know the interesting, interesting thing is, Pastor Joshua, none of them got the COVID-19. So what do you have to say in, in 30 seconds about that? Yeah, man, that's that's really crazy that none of them got that in 6,000. Um, just like, again, it comes back down to, are you, are your decisions being informed by God? Are you being led by God? And God can make something miraculous like that happen. At the same time, again, it's, again it is, uh, you can go back and forth because, you know, there was laws given by, by the government to not do this, but he did it, right? So, you know, there's so much we could talk about about that. I don't think we have the time, um, whether he was wrong or right. Um, I, I can't give like a, a yes or no right now, but I would say for, for, for the fact that no one was, um, you know, uh, you know, no one contracted COVID-19, um, just goes back to this whole thing about, you know, maybe God led him, maybe his decision was informed by God and he got this revelation that, you know, we're going to be all right. Like Kendrick said, we're going to be all right. <laughs> You know, so yeah. and they definitely were all right. And again, listeners, for the other pastor with what do you call it? With that the whole congregation was sick with COVID. I can't agree or disagree. And with this pastor, I will talk about it more maybe another time. But anchors telling us to wrap up. I really want to thank Mr. Pastor Joshua Hoeto. Do you want to throw out your platforms in case people want to reach you or contact you? Absolutely. Um, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter um, at Joshua Hueto, one word, J-O-S-H-U-A-H-O-U-E-T-O. And uh, that's also my name on Spotify, Apple Music. I also make music. So connect with me. I would love to discuss with you.
Yes, and listeners will definitely have our pastor back, definitely for another episode. I want to thank Joshua again. If you want to reach me, Donovan, D-O-N-O-V-A-N, period, L-A-C-R-O-X-I, at gmail.com, or you can reach me on Instagram, Donovan LaCroxy. And I am on Twitter now on Donovan LaCroxy as well, okay? So it's good that everybody listens listening today thank you this is another episode we're at episode 45 um, published july 29th 2020 make sure you stay safe and again thank you so much joshua hoeto thank you god bless you brother god bless you